Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! Let's get it. Mike Sempervivi here with you for the next hour talking about professional wrestling, which is something we do every single day here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Tune in iHeart, American Forces Radio, SportsByline.com, over-the-air affiliates like the Mightier 1090, Via podcast, replay on Sirius XM, or video streaming on Twitch or YouTube. However you're joining me, I'd just like to say thank you for spending a little bit of time with me today. Hopefully, wherever you are, it's sunny outside. If it's not sunny outside, I hope it's sunny in your mind. And happy Hanukkah for all of you out there who celebrate that. And we're back, Wrestling Observer Live. It's Monday. You know what that means. It's time for part two of our discussion on whether professional wrestling can be an Olympic sport. No, it's not. It's not at all. If we were going to do anything like that, it would be about whether pole dancing could be an Olympic sport, and I believe that would make a much better Olympic sport than professional wrestling, but we won't have to worry about that today. In fact, you don't even have to worry about just me today in my in my very nice Black Wrestling Podcast slick sweatshirt that I have on here. Yeah, I'm going to be joined by a guest, not just a guest, a host, not just a host, one of the best hosts we have anywhere on F4WOnline.com. No offense to anybody else, but joining me today, the Saturday host for this show, Jim Valley is going to be with me, and we are going to get your week started off right, wrap up everything that took place this weekend, and it was a relatively dull weekend for the most part when it comes to news, but we will probably get into SmackDown on Friday in the debut of Uncle Howdy in his physical form during the Bray Wyatt and L.A. Night segment that took place. A lot of what took place over the weekend, unfortunately, when he came to news, was kind of on the negative side, and we'll get into that as well, too, but... Go through these commercials, try to figure out why Joey Gallo makes more money than Michael Brantley. And as you do that, take a rest. We'll be back. Wrestling Observer Live. Did you know that driving under the influence of marijuana is illegal? Driving high will get you a DUI. And if you're wondering if law enforcement can tell you're driving high, 
Well, everyone else can. Friends? I can tell you drove high. Parents? I can tell when you drive high. Relatives? I can tell. You drove here high, didn't you? So what makes you think law enforcement can't? I can tell. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers and the Annuity Rate Report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi here with you, Wrestling Observer Live. Obviously, Brian taking a few days off to spend with his family, but we don't stop. We do this show for an hour at a time, but if you want us 24-7, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Sempervivi. The timeline for this show is at WONF4W. The broadcaster is at Sports Byline USA. And if you love old pro wrestling, at Mid-Atlantic Pod, 
Yeah, I'm a little partial to that one myself. If you love pro wrestling, too, by the way, I suggest making the wrestling news part of your day. We give you all the professional wrestling news that you need to know to get your day started or to get you up to date every single day, free every single day, uploaded between 8 and 9 a.m. Eastern Time. For more information, you can head on over to wrestlingnews.com and at WrestlingNewsAV on Twitter. I will also shoehorn this in, this little plug for the Patreon dot com slash mid-atlantic podcast for only five dollars you can join up and get your uh your 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 whistle wet with wrestling history i love mid-atlantic championship wrestling i love jim crockett promotions it's what i grew up with i want to keep its history alive and i just wrote a what ended up being on Google Docs a 19 page 7311 word History of tag team wrestling in Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling and Jim Crockett promotions that stretches back to the 40s all the way to Steamboat and Youngblood and the road to Greensboro with Sergeant Slaughter and Don Cranoodle celebrating its 40th anniversary coming up here in March. Jim Crockett promotions, one of the most influential uh, regions of wrestling ever, especially when it comes to tag teams and you see it constantly, you know, just watch FTR and all of the blood of the Rock and Roll Express, Steamboat and Youngblood, Blanchard and Anderson and so many others really does run through their veins. So if you're into history at all or just, just want to hook me up and help me out a little bit, go over to that Patreon and check that out. But I am very happy to have on somebody who I do know knows a lot about wrestling history, knows a lot about history, period, knows a lot about everything, and I'm happy to have him on here today, the host of this show on Saturdays, Mr. Jim Valley. Jim, how are you? Doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me today. And really look, he, look I, I showed off my, my, my slick. Nice. Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. But you know what? Without even knowing it, damn it, you topped me. You got to show yours off, because that is awesome. The big time wrestling sweatshirt that you have on there. We are, uh, we're sweatshirt buddies. <laughs> we we are. <laughs> big time pro wrestling, which was the name of Portland wrestling when it came to Seattle. And this is, uh, I guess, 1976. So we've got Dutch Savage and Jimmy Snuka, Andre's on there. Jay Youngblood, you mentioned the Mid-Atlantic pod. There's Jay, um, Stan Stasiak, uh, Sam Bass, who is Ron Bass, um, all kinds of stars. So I bought that and uh, had to wear that because I know you'd appreciate it. I do indeed. Very, very sweet, too. Yeah, Jay Youngblood, too. A lot of people are like, man, Jay Youngblood was great in Mid-Atlantic. He was so young. Watch him in Portland <laughs> right That's around right. that time, including before. it. He was an amazing young baby face, especially well, Steve, for his age. Steve Romero became Jay Youngblood in Portland. That's where the character, whatever, the persona started. Um, they needed, they wanted a Native American babyface. They put the word out and Jay Youngblood answered the call. A fantastic, just a, obviously a life cut way too short, but packed in a lot when it comes to just professional wrestling, a lot of great memories that he packed into a very, very short period of time. And, you know, congratulations to you as well. Obviously, they used a lot of what your research, or at least they used some of your research for the Tales from the Territories on Portland 
you know, I know you talked about it on, on your show, and I know you, you, you've talked about it online and things like that. Were you ever approached directly by those folks, or did you just hear through the grapevine that they were using all of the work that you've done on the Portland Wrestling Podcast, which is available on F4WOnline.com? Did they just call it from there, or did they actually contact you directly? No, one of the producers called me, and he had mentioned that they had listen to some of my Portland wrestle casts and um, he, they were looking for suggestions on who they could contact to be on the panel and it was a little different than what was suggested to me they talked about having like a host and then the wrestlers in a round table and they were looking for like a wrestling a wrestler who could host and then the panel, but it seems like they just went for more of a roundtable than actually having a moderator. But I made some suggestions, some they didn't go with. I think I did suggest mentioning Bushwhacker Luke. I don't, I'm not aware that they knew the sheep herders had come through the territory. I mentioned the grappler, but I mean, that's a given. Everybody associates the grappler with Portland, but a few other of my suggestions. Still, the panel worked really well, I thought. When you look at, like, the Memphis panel or the Mid-South panel, all those people know each other, socialize with each other, make all the rounds to all the conventions and things. And the people of Portland really don't have that relationship. But it still, I thought, worked really well. Yeah, and it was a lot more cohesive than, say, the AWA podcast because... I was kind of talking with some people before it had come on about, okay, well, who who can you get for Portland? Who is still around? Who would be, you know, good to use? And I thought it came off great, especially in comparison to the AWA one, because I don't want to slight anybody that was on there, but it's it was it felt very jagged. And I know these things are tough because it's not like you can tell the entire history of a 50-year promotion in less than an hour with commercials. So it makes it difficult. But I really thought, like Mike Masters, I mean, I thought that came off perfectly, really, really well. And I'm surprised to hear about them not really being as familiar with the sheep herders being in Portland because I got to be honest, when I think the sheep herders, the first thing I think of because it was so amazing to watch when I was a kid was in Mid-South, UWF, the Sheep Herders and Jack Victory against Terry Taylor and the Fantastics in this wooden barbed wire cage. It was nothing that I had ever seen before, and it was baffling me that I was seeing this on national TV. But when I wasn't big into tape trading either, I just didn't have the money. But one of the first tapes that I got actually has the angle of the Sheep Herders and Roddy Piper and Rick Martell, where Piper famously takes that beer bottle and cracks it over his head. And that's where I will never forget the, you know, saddle your ponies, you know, go to war, you bet. We haven't even saddled our ponies yet. And it was such a, that was so impactful. And it was just amazing to watch the Sheep Herders then finding them in magazines and really kind of looking at their history of how, how different they were than the Bushwhackers, you know what I mean? Well, you know, time time marches on. And I think for a lot of people, they consider like the first WrestleMania to kind of be the beginning of history. And anything before that is, you know, practically caveman paintings. So, 
you know, 40 years ago was a very long time. I'm glad that the Portland WrestleCast has, you know, brought some history that people don't know about forward. You know, when I do the show, I try to, you know, really give it to you, uh, give you the whole thing. What happened on TV and then what was going on behind the scenes. So I try to package up, package it up so you don't have to have any firsthand knowledge. Um, and you, Mike Masters, he was great. I know a lot of people were critical, wasn't in the territory that long. Nobody was in the territory that long. Yeah. But Mike had some stories about Buddy Rose, who is, for better or worse, considered to be the signature star of Portland. Mike is was very well spoken, and these are stories, I think, that have not been talked about. Same thing with Portland. Those stories aren't out there, and that's one of the reasons why I want to do the show, and I think one of the reasons why that episode of Tales from the Territories has been so well-received. It's new. It is indeed. Mike Masters, he looked great, he sounded great, and... I tell you what, we got a lot of news to get into today, including what's going to be taking place on Raw tonight, a look at SmackDown from over the weekend. And unfortunately, when we come back, I'll give you a little bit of a crime blotter, unfortunately, because some of the biggest news of the last 48 hours has got to do with outside of the ring and not inside of it. We'll be back wrestling. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Welcome back to the show. Mike Sempervivi here with you, Wrestling Observer Live, along with Jim Valley sitting in for Brian Alvarez today. Let's see if this drives Jim as nuts as it drives Brian. Okay, ASMR kids. Here you go. The boss is away. I can do this. Jim, was that unprofessional? Because you opened up your Red Bull? Yes. Into the microphone? Whatever. (laughs) I've done this a long time. It takes a lot to rattle me. What's the... (laughs) I gotta ask. I got to ask. You were out in the field. You've been in the box. There's nothing in in radio that you haven't done. Has there been a time, though, in the middle of a show? Because with all of my anxiety and all of the issues that I have, like there have been times that if I could have crawled under the desk, I would have. But has there ever been a time where you have wanted to do that, either because just it wasn't working for you that day, or you had somebody just just made it a worse show for you and you were stuck in there and had nowhere to run? Sure, all the time. Um, I mean, usually what happens is I'll listen to something later and it'll drive me crazy. Sometimes you're in the moment thinking you're having a great show and you go back and listen and you're like, what was I thinking? That was, that was embarrassing. It's always crazy when I get, you know, it's like I think I had a, a really good show and get no feedback on it at all. Then there are shows that I think are terrible and people are like, man, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, you never know how things are going to work. But that's why well, we show up here every day. You put it out in the universe and you never know. That's all you can do. It's like, once again, shown by Friday's show with a lot of people thinking it was the worst thing they ever heard in their life with Brian and I talking about Olympic wrestling, and some people thought it was one of the more hilarious shows you've ever done. That's the way we are. We're a polarizing group around here. That's just how things work, especially in this day and age with social media and everything else. you got to plant your flag on, on one side or the other, but unfortunately... I might as well get these stories out of the way now. A little bit of negativity from over the weekend. I won't l- talk too much about TMZ releasing the body cam footage of Patrick Clark, the former Velveteen Dream, being arrested in Orlando, Florida, on charges that were later dropped of him assaulting, including biting a uh, an employee at a fitness center. 
that is up there for everybody that wants to see it on TMZ's YouTube page. I think every wrestling site in the world has got that information posted up there if you wanted to go see it. Very depressing, a precipitous and sad fall for Patrick Clark Jr., the human being, and, and you know much less the character of, of the Velveteen Dream. But there was some other news that came out today, which is on the legal side of things with pro wrestling or people involved in pro wrestling. The first being that attorneys for Jeff Hardy have moved a motion to postpone this Wednesday's scheduled pretrial hearing for, for Hardy regarding his DUI arrest back on June 28th. Hardy's being charged with one count of driving on a restricted license, one count of driving while his license is canceled, revoked, or suspended, and one count of driving under the influence, which is his third offense in 10 years. Long story short, if this... Uh, the court agrees to this extension. The trial looks like it will be pushed back until February. The primary charge is a felony under Florida law, punishable up to five years imprisonment should Hardy be convicted. The others would all fall under misdemeanor. So that information has come out today. Another piece of news that has come out today from Pro Wrestling Insider has to do with somebody that we haven't seen on the wrestling landscape in quite some time, but certainly has got a memorable name for those people who were watching Impact uh, in 2007-2008, but... Trenisha Danielle Biggers, who is better known as Raka Khan in pro wrestling, uh, a bench warrant calling for her arrest was issued on December 14th in Texas, according to PW Insider today. The warrant was issued after Biggers failed to appear for a trial earlier this month to face charges of interference with child custody and, quote, aggravated kidnapping facilitate, unquote. Biggers had been indicted on those charges back in August of 2019, leading her to be listed as one of El Paso's most wanted fugitives after failing to appear in court. There were two instances where no-shows led to her bail being revoked. She was finally arraigned in December of 2019. She's being represented by a public defender right now. Uh, the trial had been moved back uh, several times. Biggers' attorney had requested to be removed from the case in August, and, and that's why this this new attorney has now taken up her defense. Uh, what is bizarre about this situation, because when it comes to child custody and those battles and, and those, it, it can be, they are horrible situations to, to deal with, with divorces and, and, and parents that are at each other's throats uh, over their children. But it really got bizarre uh, when PWI Insider learned that Biggers had filed a lawsuit back in October in the Southern District of New York claiming a conspiracy against her in relation to the Texas case, listing among others as defendants. And they go through a long line, the state of Texas, the El Paso Child Protective Services, the FBI, the Las Cruces Police Department, the NYPD, it continues on, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. She, she files a lawsuit against all of these folks, and where it gets even more bizarre is that she adds in to this case WWE personalities The Miz and Maurice, current Impact Wrestling star Heath Miller, WWE Hall of Famer Nikki Bella, the late Chris Benoit, the now-defunct Panda Energy, which used to own TNA Impact, Home Depot, Con Edison, Florida Championship Wrestling, which was WWE's uh, old uh, developmental territory before it became NXT. Steve Kern, who was one of the trainers down there. The National Wrestling Alliance and Billy Corgan himself. Oh, as well as Deep South Wrestling 
and then many, many others. The lawsuit alleges that the defendants, quote, conspired to kidnap the plaintiff and her children. None of the defendants have been served with any sort of notice as of today. Biggers listed a home address of New York uh, for the lawsuit, which was filed on October 8th, but there's been no movement on the suit since October 28th. And, you know, Jim, it's uh, obviously a bizarre and sad situation here. I don't know if you have any thoughts on any of those three stories uh, that that unfortunately have come out in the last 48 hours. I don't want to comment because I don't want to get on Rockacon's list. I think I'll be part of the lawsuit. So. <laughs> That's yeah, really, me, it's uh, just me sad. And Steve Kern going to be coming into court, so I don't know if I want to talk about that so much. I mean... Sheesh, she's uh, she's stealing Chris Jericho's list gimmick. Goodness gracious, that's yeah. And and let's hope for the people sad. that are are that's on that sad. that list too that they don't get served, so they don't have to kick out money. And granted, you know some people have money and things like that, but still, you know, you, you it takes money to defend yourself on even the most nonsensical things. So hopefully, this thing goes nowhere um because it sounds like it's again it, it's just her trying to fight back and throw anything at the wall i guess she possibly can uh while she's on the lam right now and 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 looking to in the el paso police looking for her. um wwe pulled devon dudley for making a scheduled appearance at an ecw tribute event over the weekend and this is up on the main page of wrestling observer right now devon was supposed to appear at battleground championship wrestling's a tribute to extreme show at the 2300 arena in philadelphia on saturday night but was pulled from the show uh with battleground championship wrestling saying that it received a legal letter from wwe dudley was also removed from the icons of wrestling convention that was being held in conjunction with the show uh uh, during that uh, that ceremony that they had, Rob Van Dam was inducted into the 2300 Arena Hall of Fame. Uh, PW Insider noted that the promotion side is that they received a legal letter from WWE on Thursday, upset about BCW promoting a tribute to the extreme at the show, playing off the ECW intellectual property, which is obviously now owned by WWE. The story goes on to say that Devon was then pulled from the show despite, according to the promotion, personally reaching out to WWE Chief Content Officer Paul Levesque to get the edict reversed, which was not successful. Dudley is now currently working in WWE as an NXT coach and producer. He was supposed to appear during a match with Bully Ray and Matt Cardona at that show. Now, it doesn't surprise me at all, Jim, that they obviously have pettiness and, and, and they have, whether it be pettiness, whether it be business, you know, actual business reasons for doing so, whether it be because Rob Feinstein is behind, you know, Battleground Championship Wrestling, and he is not a fan myself personally of Rob Feinstein, but I'll just go ahead and leave it there. But what do you think about WWE and kind of in the position they're in right now of with this new regime, you know, being more open to letting some people maybe go to places like in Japan? Uh, we were seeing, uh, no one said Naomi Marfuji. Uh, Shinta, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura going back over and, and working in, in Noah. Carl Anderson obviously, uh, worked out a deal when he signed where he would be able to go back over and fulfill at least some of his New Japan commitments that they had had planned for him. How do you feel about this decision by WWE? And, and do you think it's petty or do you think they have every reason in the world to do it? I think it's smart. If Rob Feinstein's involved, I would, I'd probably pull him. I mean, We've seen, what, like, uh, thousands, 
probably of ECW tribute shows. And WWE has never interfered in any of them. So he seems to be the common denominator. I mean, you can't be too careful in today uh, with today's media landscape. Um, you know, there are valid claims about speaking out and things like that. And I think it's a good sign that WWE is being cautious about those things. I agree with you 100%. And we'll get into some actual professional wrestling that does not have to do with a crime blotter or any of that sort of other stuff. I swear we will when we get back from Blake. From, from Blake. I've been watching too much Glate, folks. Mike Sempervivi, Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live. Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more on all the gifts for the ones you adore. Wine spirits, beers all nestled on shelves. Got some advice from our helpful elves. Oh, so, so many gifts to explore when you go, go to Total Wine and more. Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa. Priced so amazingly low, low, low. Love what you find. Always lowest prices at Total Wine and more. Delivery available. Drink responsibly, B21. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. That's 800 754 4531. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. Dancing crew, trip for two, nail the final interview. Game with Doug, brand new mug. Come here, kid, give me a hug. The more you want to do, the more we want to do. New COVID-19 boosters designed for recent Omicron variants are now available. Learn about eligibility and schedule a free updated booster today at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. 
You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi along with Jim Valley. Welcome to Wrestling Observer Live. It is Monday, getting your, your week off to a good start, we hope. Seriously, Producer Dom, during break, I need you to figure out a way to convince me that Joey Gallo deserves $1 million more than Michael Brantley. Please, I need you to, 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 for how did this guy get a race hitting 160? But anyway, SmackDown, they were hitting about 162. Uh, and then Uncle Howdy came out, and it, it was all downhill from there. Uh, SmackDown on Fox averaged 2.056 million viewers. That was the fast overnight rating, according, according to Spoiler TV, down slightly 32,000 uh, from last week's overnight tally. By the time this show goes off the air, usually a little bit after that, by around 3.15 Eastern time or so, we will have the numbers to both SmackDown and Rampage. But what did you think of the show if you had a chance to see it, Jim? And what did you think about the debut in the physical form of Uncle Howdy? So, how long has Bray been back? Two months? Yeah. In two months, to design Uncle Howdy, they put him, they put the character, we don't know who's behind it, maybe it's a woman, but we'll just call him he for now. Um, they put him in a top hat and a leather suit jacket. And I don't know. It just, and he just stood there and laughed. I'm all for, for mysteries. And I'm all for giving you breadcrumbs to keep watching and all these things that seem to be part of the Triple H creative regime. But they are drawing this out way too far. And for to run out this far, it's gonna have to be a huge payoff, and I would doubt it's going to be worth all of this. It's just, it's starting to take too long. It's relatives staying too long over the holidays. It's it's time. The for those who didn't see it, the segment itself was not bad. La Knight is a fantastic talker, and he has had enough of Bray Wyatt attacking him and. One of the things that they showed on the show that they, there was really not a follow up to it at all. Bray Wyatt, or I'm sorry, Uncle Howdy, I guess, had kidnapped LA Knight. So they show this social media footage of LA Knight in a chair, bound, uh, gagged, and, and tape over his eyes. And then they just kind of leave it. And then it's like, well, that's what happened. And then there's L.A. Knight who just comes walking. And the first thing I thought of was, much like Billy Gunn getting his fingers cut off by Swerve Strickland, can we have an explanation or maybe like we hear doors bust in of like police or security saving these men? I mean, I know it's pro wrestling in 2022, but is it way too much for me to ask that there's actually like, you know, some explanation on how these people were either kidnapped or at the very least found and released? Would that be too much to ask? I'm not sure how I feel about kidnappings in wrestling, but I will say this. If it's going to be a kidnapping, it should be a big deal. And not just a brief clip coming back from break. Yeah, how did LA Knight get out? Did they let him out? 
Did they drop him off in an alley? Did they let him off at his house, at the arena? Uh, you know, there's, if you take it one step further, it's, it, it may be too ridiculous for even, even for, I know it's just wrestling, but they need a few more details. And there Uncle Howdy stood as Bray Wyatt revealed to L.A. Knight, no, it wasn't, that wasn't me who was attacking you. See, I'm right here. And then Uncle Howdy comes out onto the stage, and as Jim mentioned, with the top hat, with the jacket on, and he grabs his lapels, and ha-ha-ha-ha, <laughs> for 50, I counted it at 52 seconds. The reality is, he was standing there with the camera cutting back and forth between him at the top of the stage and Bray and L.A. Knight in the ring at least 90 seconds. It felt oh, yeah. like an absolute eternity. I it was, so, it was so bad. Even Jeff Jarrett said, that guy's laughing too much. <laughs> I, I could not believe it. And it's like, I know they, I swear they do it on purpose with some of the backstage skits where they seem to leave the camera on for just like one second too long to the point where it becomes uncomfortable with a person just standing there staring off like this. And it's like, okay, cut, cut new camera to switch to something. I cannot believe that they thought that that was a good idea or that that would, would not get old quick after 10 seconds, let alone, hey, stand up there for a minute. It's, it's kind of scary here because I believe in Triple H as creative director a lot more than I do Vince McMahon, and I also know that he's not going to snap his fingers and all of a sudden we're going to be back in 1986 in the Charlotte Coliseum or or something like that. I get that. I get where we are in 2022, but like the balance, they have not been able to find the balance at all, especially when it comes to, to Bray Wyatt and this whole deal and there's been talk that Triple H hasn't been happy with with certain things and certain people that he has brought back. I don't think that's got anything to do with this Bray Wyatt situation here, but how can you save this when it looks like everything is barreling towards live-action characters and a weird group around him that is going to basically blur the line every time out there, much like he did between reality and reality in wrestling and then the wrestling reality which is you know completely out the window so i'm guessing maybe we'll get a match between ellie knight and bray wyatt maybe at the royal rumble and then after that it'll stretch all the way to mania probably is my guess we're gonna see another several months of other characters or mysticism or just whatever, trying to be trying to be spooky and mysterious when actually it's just very ponderous. Can you think of anybody on the roster or with a good relationship right now who you could take and drop into that WrestleMania match that will make people interested? Is it John Cena again? And I know he's been linked with possibly other people. We, uh, we've we heard Lesnar and Gunther. We've heard a lot of different people. Is there somebody already on the roster right now who you think would be a good fit for this? Because I know it's not Seth Rollins. I've lived through that one enough. I never want to see that one again. And unfortunately, with Bray Wyatt and a lot of people, I'm kind of like that. 
you know, and Cody, my God, Cody might be the most entertaining to go along with it, but I hope they have much better and different plans for him when he comes back, and I would believe that they do, at least I want to believe that they do. Can you think of anybody who you could drop in there and have a match for Mania that may be somewhat entertaining? Well, you know, I can think of people. I don't think they're viable options. I mean, Kevin Owens is a wrestling genius. You could drop him in there. But, I mean, he's got other things going on. He's, he's not a likely candidate. Um, there's history there with Braun Strowman, but he's on the other, the other network. So, you know, I just, I, or is he, I don't even know. Anyway, no, he's on SmackDown. He could, I guess you could do Braun. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I can't think of anybody that you could drop in that it would help. Um, Maybe you're just going to build to Bray versus Uncle Howdy, and it's going to be some sort of psychological, cinematic, whatever. I mean, so many people in wrestling have this desire to be movie directors or to be horror writers or whatever. And it's like, wrestling is just wrestling. I think you can... There are just certain things that just don't work. With a Bray Wyatt, and if you want to go in this direction, because we've seen the house burn down and the deal with Orton and all, all of this stuff that we've had with Bray Wyatt over time, to me, it's like maybe it's like baseball where you sign a Joey Gallo because you only want him to DH and you're only going to use him at X time against this pitcher in this, you know, this particular park where he does well. And I, I know I'm picking on Joey Gallo a lot here, but my God, I can't believe he's making $11 million. But can you, I mean, to me, if you're going to spend money and justify this, is it better to only break him out quarterly? Is it better to only build towards something major with somebody when you can pull off the spooky? Because I feel the same way about Dexter Loomis in a different form where I can be greatly entertained for short spurts with Dexter Loomis in the right situation. In NXT, there were times where I got a kick out of him that way. Would it be better to just take a look at, at Kevin, or Kevin Owens, at Bray Wyatt, look at his character, look at the creative that he obviously wants to do and believes in very much, and just go, okay... We'll use you when we have the chance to. We'll keep you on ice because we don't want you to go anywhere else. But maybe every four months, every six months, you'd go ahead and do something like that as opposed to trying to make this a weekly character? Yeah, I think you want to keep him special. But here's the thing. For every long Uncle Howdy section segment, for every music box with goo at WrestleMania, for every red cage match, with Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt sells a ton of merch. None of these things have had any effect on any of it. We can sit here and criticize it, but we ain't the ones cashing those big fat merch checks. Regardless of all of this, he is a big star who people buy his merch, and none of this matters. It is... If you want to look at numbers and what he sells, this stuff works. It's insane. And that's why I just think from a creative point of view, keeping them off and, and well, still being able to utilize all that. 
I'm, I'm the next generation above you. So I was 20 or so when Papa Shango was out. And I thought Papa Shango was the stupidest thing in the world. I was embarrassed. But if you were a kid, you were scared of him or whatever, and now you're nostalgic. You and I aren't 10 years old. So maybe a 10-year-old or whatever, someone who's younger, thinks Bray Wyatt is, is the coolest thing ever. You know who I think is the coolest thing ever? Kevin Owens. I still think he's my favorite professional wrestler right now. He's one of my favorite humans. He was nice to my kid. He was just a great guy when he was in Ring of Honor and, and just it was a, again, a, a really great guy. And unfortunately for SmackDown, he wasn't there because of travel issues, which not only screwed up this past week's SmackDown, but it also screws up next week's SmackDown because he they taped SmackDown uh, for next week after this uh, this past one here. So unfortunately, he's not going to be on either show. Hopefully, they insert him as much as they can because the idea of him and Cena against Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns is awesome, especially on TV, even if we don't get a finish out of that. That's a hell of a way to close the year with a really fun match. Yeah, they're ending the year on a bang and getting people hyped up. Cena's back, Royal Rumble, Road to WrestleMania. You know, it's now begun. So, yeah, we we'll, end the year. Will we see Cena? Will we see, which we are, will we see Cody Rhodes? We probably will. Will we see Charlotte? So many names that could possibly be coming back in for this Royal Rumble season as we lead into WrestleMania. I hear the Memphis music. That means we'll be back. Wrestling Observer Live. Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. Spirit Dental offers a $100 lifetime deductible, a huge network of dentists. And here's the best part. There's no waiting periods. Yeah, that means you can call right now and have real dental insurance for you and your family tomorrow and get that immediate coverage you want. Spirit Dental has plans for just a few dollars a day, up to $5,000 annual maximum, and coverage for implants. Whatever age you are, the dental insurance you need is a free phone call away. Now don't wait, and be sure to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number, 800-634-0482, 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 
That's 800-293-0328. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi here with you. Short segment on Wrestling Observer Live. I want to thank Jim Valley for coming on here today. Hopefully he's on here tomorrow. And Jim, we'll have Raw to talk about. Des Moines, Iowa, Wells Fargo Center. Apparently they're not doing two tapings. Dave mentioned that on Wrestling Observer Radio last night. They're not going to do two tapings as they did for SmackDown next week. The Raw roster will be in Columbus, Ohio, while there's a SmackDown house show at Madison Square Garden. So it's looking like there's going to be a best of for next week's show for tonight. Becky Lynch and Bailey, Dexter Loomis and The Miz in a ladder match for a, uh, uh, Balenciaga bag, Yves Saint Laurent bag, I'm not sure exactly whose swag bag that is, but it's going to be hanging up there for somebody to take with a bunch of money in it. And then also the Street Profits and Damian Priest and Finn Balor have been announced as well, too. So a lot to talk about tomorrow, hopefully a lot more fun than some of the stuff that we had to talk about today, my friend. Yeah, I think the latter match, probably Johnny Gargano will be in there. It'll probably just be tons of chaos and it has the potential to be a lot of fun. And Becky and Bailey, I mean, two pros if they're given time. Absolutely. And, uh, boy, I can't wait tomorrow, I am sure. I'm going to get a chance to ask you a little bit about your thoughts on Mercedes Monet driving into the Tokyo Dome on January 4th. Possibly, maybe, allegedly, could be a partner for Soraya coming up at the Forum on January 11th. And I tell you what, if it's not Mercedes, boy, I'd hate to be in that spot. I'd hate to be Thunder Rosa or anybody else who comes out if she's not the partner for Sasha uh, or uh, for Soraya for AEW at the Forum. Yeah, you know, I talked about it this weekend, but yeah, we need to talk about the effect Sasha can have on stardom. We'll do that tomorrow. Absolutely. And Jim, thank you so much for coming on here today. I want to thank all of our producers. I'm not sure who's actually uh, working the video today, but appreciate you. Obviously, as always, Producer Dom, and I appreciate all of you out there for listening. No Brian this week. Ah, uh, Wrestling Observer Live. Talk to you, everybody. <laughs>